welcome you sexy goddess to the sweetest little life. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. I'm an author, yogi, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist specializing in trauma. My passion is to bring you wisdom each week with amazing guests to spark integration of all parts of yourself, to nurture your spirit, stimulate the mind, and love your body just a little bit more with each episode that drops. If you love this podcast and want more amazing resources for spiritual growth and holistic healing, make sure to download our app, The Sweetest Little Life, or head to the website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. Grab your favorite cup of tea or throw on your yoga pants and head for a walk while we hang out for the next 30 minutes of Soul to Soul Connection. I have some exciting news. Within is finally in stores. You can buy it anywhere that books are available, but right now it is on sale on Amazon for $21.99 paperback or $39.99 hardback. Within is my heart, my soul. I have poured so much love into this, so much vulnerability into this, and this is my personal story told for the first time ever. What Within is based on is Carl Jung's uh, Divine Feminine Archetypes and how we can embody and connect to each and every one in a very sacred and personal way with healing modalities for you to try and experiment with and try on what fits and what doesn't work. There's journal entries in there, there's shadow work, there's connecting to each and every archetype within Divine Feminine Energy and how to truly start showing up as your highest self. If this sounds like something which you have been longing for or something that just resonates with you, I highly suggest you grab a copy. Again, the book is Within by Courtney Hansen, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-H-A-N-S-O-N. I've got to know, is it storming where you're at? We have had rainstorms, thunderstorms, sun and rain. Like, feel this is the most rain California has gotten in years. And I am like so missing home right now and wanting the snowstorms. But I'll settle for some rain. So I want to know in the show notes in the comments, what is the weather like? Are you experiencing this crazy storm? Are you making snowmen? What are you doing? Today we are in for such a treat. We have Jamie on the show today and Jamie's mission is to empower women to build the body they desire so that they can take care of their heart and mind. So it is so much more than fitness. It is so much more than lifting weights. It is so much more than doing the action. And I'm really excited and I think you guys are really going to resonate with Jamie's vulnerable story around struggling over 10 years with anxiety and eating disorders and eventually that led to hospitalization and her life completely changing. So today we're going to really touch on how to effectively integrate a healthy balance of mental and physical health. What is the layer of the why behind your physical goals? What is the mental story that you are maybe keeping yourself stuck in? And then we're going to talk about how fitness is not a cookie cutter situation. It's not a one size fits all and falling in love with that mind, body and spirit connection. So without further ado, I'm so excited. Let's welcome Jamie to the show. Jamie, welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so excited for today's conversation. I've been looking forward to this all week. How are you? I am well. How are you? So good. 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 So I love to kick off the show and I like stories. Like I like to hear how people got inspired to do the work that they're doing now. 
And I always feel like I botch when I tell other people's stories because it's not authentic and from you, right? So I want to hear your story. Oh my gosh. So my, my story, it's so funny. I wrote, I li- I'm taking notes. I'm such a Virgo. You wrote, you, <laughs> you said, as we were talking offline, you're like, share your story. And I'm like, shit, I have so many, which story do I start with? The story that gets me to where I am today, the one about how I, how I help people, why I help people. I started my first diet when I was 11. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I mean, whether you ask my therapist, my mom, or, you know, my 11 year old self versus my 35 year old self, I don't know why I started it. Right. There's a different answer, but either way, I started counting calories when I was 11. I didn't have a frame of reference for macros and there was no, my fitness pal at the time I had nothing but the shoes on my feet to go running and my mom's Richard Simmons VHSs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is, uh, I'm, I'm obviously not blaming him for my eating disorder. That is an asterisk, right? Richard Simmons is not responsible, but again, like I didn't know from weight training and I didn't know what an elliptical was. I just knew that I was sweating to the oldies and I was doing push-ups and sit-ups in my room, uh, when my parents would go to bed. So this, this diet, um, I wouldn't say it peaked, but it definitely reached a head when I was 15 and hospitalized for the first time, 40 days as an inpatient at the hospital for sick kids in Toronto, Ontario. Um, my mom had concerns that I was heading down a very dangerous road. So she had enrolled me in an outpatient, uh, I guess you could call it like a system whereby every two weeks I would go to the hospital for sick kids. They would weigh me in. They would take my blood. They would do, uh, I think it's an EKG, the one on your heart anyway. And then they, they would obviously say, you know, once you reach this threshold of weight, if you go below it, you will be admitted. And, uh, you know, I always say I'm so awkward. I don't know how to flirt, but I definitely flirted with that threshold, uh, until I, I hit that weight that the doctor said I shouldn't have hit. And there, and then they took me away from my mom kicking and screaming. And they said, you don't get to come out until you reach this weight, which was obviously higher. So I did it because nobody wants to be in 11th grade and miss out on your, what, your sophomore, your junior year of high school in favor Mm. in the inpatient unit at sick kids. So I got out just in time for summer break, which was spent in the outpatient unit of sick kids hospital. So they would have you in from before breakfast, watch you eat all your meals. There was therapy, there was summer school, there were outings to uh, desensitize you to food out in the wild. And then you would leave after dinner. So I spent the two months in that bridge year between uh, 11th and 12th grade. And then I was so upset that my parents had taken away, you know, a hundred days of my high school life, um, that I decided to get worse, a lot worse. And when I was 17, I was admitted one more time with kidney dialysis because I had fully shut my body down. Um, now at that point I had taken up, we could call it bodybuilding, but it was not, I was certainly not building my body. Um, I got a membership at the Jewish community center. I lied about how old I was so that I could get a personal trainer who would make me a routine and I would be allowed to go. So at this point I was now skipping classes of high school 
in favor of just doing hours and hours on the elliptical, going swimming, running, weight training, all of it. But there was, it was there and then, and I say this, it was bodybuilding that almost killed me, but it also gave me my life back because it was so rewarding to see the muscles grow and to feel strong and to have people of course, in retrospect, they were not looking at me for the right reasons, but for people to still say, oh my God, look at this female who's built like a GI Joe, like, holy shit. And, uh, and then, you know, obviously I got, I did end up getting better. I went back, I put myself back into therapy. A lot of stuff happened. My father passed away. I was the only one my mom had, uh, couldn't do that to her to bring myself to the brink of death again. So I got better and I said, wait, now I can use my powers for good. Now I can take this bodybuilding thing and not only do it the right way, but teach other people how to do it the right way. Mm. So wow. that is my story, Courtney. I'm not very often speechless, but I'm, I'm pretty speechless. <laughs> Just, wow. It's, um, it's funny. Our uh, stories are funny. My junior year was taken away from me too for other reasons, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, when you're robbed of that, it is interesting how our minds at that age go to, well, I'll show you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Parents. Mm, yeah. All the fun stuff. So can you explain a little bit about where your passions lie now and what yeah. your life looks like today? Right. And then I have so many questions. Oh. <laughs> okay, so, so my passion is helping women integrate their mental and physical health. So I don't, I say I'm a personal trainer, but I'm more personal than I am trainer because I want to dive into, don't tell me that you want to lose 20 pounds. Tell me that you want to lose 20 pounds because you feel uncomfortable with your shirt off and therefore you can't have sex with the lights on. And thus your sex life with your partner is miserable and you fight all the time. That's what I want to hear, right? I don't want to hear, I just don't feel like it. No, I want to hear that you have some form of operant defiant disorder that stems back to your mommy issues and you hate authority so much. You don't even want to make yourself healthy because you mm. somebody's telling you to do it. So I want to be not quite a therapist and not quite a trainer, but if those two made an epic baby and it was jacked, that's my purpose. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm losing my voice today. I talk about this all the time that, you know, in Western society, especially, we really do separate mental health and physical health. And uh, they're one and the same and very connected. Yeah. Yeah. My, it's funny. My, my wife has a tattoo and it's the infinity symbol and it says healthy body, healthy mind. I love and that. Of course, healthy mind, healthy body. Right. So, so yeah, you're hundred percent correct. Yeah. And so with the mental illness that you've seen, and I know, oh my gosh, I I feel like right now, just energetically as a collective, there are so many people really struggling. Mm -hmm. Um, We went from being on a major timeout to having to major people again, really quick. And I think people are struggling with that. Like we've just got adjusted to being introverts and now, now we have to people. Absolutely. As a therapist, I've seen a lot of the flip side of that, of, you know, these traumas being brought out because we were forced to sit with ourselves and really put in this space of like, oh, I got to deal with my shit and I can't keep busy. 
now we're expected to get busy again. So I love giving the audience tools for their tool belt, if you will, of ways that they can really start incorporating this mind body connection. And if they're maybe not living the healthy first step, where would you suggest that people start when they don't even know where to start? Because I I see that a lot as like, I know I need to change, but I don't know what to do. Yeah, I love that. And and I think, what am, how, I don't even know how to phrase it. Like one of the reasons I love what I do is that I don't, fitness doesn't have a definition, right? People might see my body and they'll say, well, I don't, I don't want to look like you. I don't want to be that muscular. And I was like, oh, it's fine. It took me like 20 years to build, but I appreciate that. Or they'll say, uh, I used to do CrossFit and I got injured doing it. And I'm like, what? Who said anything about CrossFit? I want to let people know, Courtney, that fitness looks different from person to person, but fitness is accessible to anybody, right? Mm. For you, 40 minutes of yoga could be fit, could be fitness. To me, that sounds like I don't even know if I'm capable of holding my body steady for 40 minutes, but other people, (laughs) again, might be, uh, they might say, I'm just, I'm too nervous. I'm too intimidated by the weights. Okay, great. We don't have to start there. We have, we do have to start, but it's going to start with what you're comfortable with. Is it steps? If I just asked you to go outside and get 5,000 steps per day, would that be manageable? Would that be non-intimidating? Would that be non-threatening for you? Mm. So meeting people where they are at. Yes. A hundred percent. Right. Everyone's like, so are you like the Jillian Michaels type? And I was like, what? No, I hate the fact that she made every trainer seem like a drill sergeant, right? Unless you faint, puke or die, keep going. What kind of attitude is that to have? <laughs> right. Sounds and miserable. hundred percent it does. And how many people does that turn off of fitness? Right. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of people too, that they have this idea of, cause being fit and being healthy aren't necessarily, I mean, you can, everyone has their own style of what fitness is just like you were saying. So I love that you touched on that because I think it's really important that people are able to realize like, well, what, what is your definition of healthy? Like, what does that look like to you? Because I don't think we very often sit down and think like, what does that look like? We'll go on Instagram and be like, Oh, I want that body or I want that. But you don't see, like you said, the 20 years that go in to create that. Yeah. Yeah. But your 20 years will never start if, if you don't start, you know what I mean? Like you might think you're, you're 20 years behind where I am, or you could never look the way you do Courtney, but you're never going to get anywhere if you don't start. Right. When you were younger, when did the body image stuff, how did that, how did you realize like, oh, this is a thing for me? Yeah. So, so it's a bit of a cliche, I will admit. Um, my father was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease about a month, uh, eight, sorry, eight months before I was born. Yeah. Rough timeline. So a month into my parents getting married, he receives this life threatening diagnosis of the terminal illness. So as I grew older and I, I guess, accepted the severity of it and, you know, every day was precious and we have to give thanks, right? Cause you never know. Um, I think I eventually just adopted this. Well, he's clearly very fragile. So Mm -hmm. I don't want any attention from them 
Therefore, I will literally make myself as small as possible so as not to cause any problems. So that makes so much sense. Of course it does. And it's also the most flawed logic in the world because what ended up happening, my mom would take time away from my dad every day that I was in the hospital for her to come during visiting hours, right? Have to downtown uh, navigate downtown Toronto traffic in the middle of rush hour, uh, get the visitors pass. Not to mention I was... Uh, I was hospitalized during the summer that SARS was passing through North America. So of course we had to go, right? So the equivalent of the way you try to get into a hospital during COVID, it's what my mom had to navigate when I was in the hospital. And then of course, go back to my dad, but like take a flea bath, you know, making sure nothing was on her when she left. Um, So that's kind of when the body image came into play. And then as I started to gain a little bit of weight, because I knew that in order to maintain the energy output required for my weight training, when I was 15, 16, I, I still needed to eat, right? Like I couldn't completely starve myself, but I ate just enough, right? So it's, it's that classic photo that I'm sure everyone has seen of like the little pussycat looking at itself in the mirror, but it sees a lion. So I was, I was this 98 pound weakling, but because I was nothing but muscle and sinew, I saw a 300 pound bodybuilder. I thought that I looked like the guys that I saw in the flex magazine and the muscle and fitness magazine. And I was like, yeah, this is so great. So I never actually saw myself as overweight the way I think a lot of people with, with body dysmorphia and eating disorders um, see themselves. But I did see myself as like a professional bodybuilder when I was the tiny, the tiny female. Yeah. When your mom, um, how did she, how did that navigation? I'm like, how do I even word this question that I have? It's there, but it's not coming together. (laughs) How did she, how did that navigate within your guys's relationship as you got older and as you went through that with your junior year of high school, because I'm sure there was a, a sense of separation and then coming back together, I would assume. Right. Well, because of course, you know, not only are we navigating the normal teenage angst, but now I'm like so upset that I was essentially killing myself, obviously not intentionally, um, by starving my body of essential nutrients. And she was trying to, to not to, to get me to live. And I resented her for it. So there was a fractured relationship, but she is also, you know, obviously I I give credit to bodybuilding, but I remember one night, Courtney, when I was lying in bed, it must've been the middle of the night. And I woke up for whatever reason. And I saw this like creepy shadowy figure standing in my doorway and I opened my eyes and I come to, and it's my mom. And I said, hello. She says, Hi. <laughs> and uh, I say, can I ask what you're doing? Can I ask what you're sorry? Can I ask what you're doing? Like watching me? And she said, I always watch you. And I said, mom, why do you always watch me? And she said, I have to make sure the covers are still moving. Oh no. Yeah. So there, so I was, I think I was 18 or 19 and I realized that she legitimately thought she was going to have to bury her child. Yep. So that was one of the most sobering, probably to this day, 35 years in, um, the most sobering thought feeling I've ever had in my entire life. And so that's, if it wasn't for her legitimately thinking that this was it for me, um, I don't know if, if I would have gotten, if I would have recovered as quickly as I did. 
Because on the other hand, like, as much as we hate our moms, we love our moms. We have, I have unconditional love for mine. And if we didn't have that conversation, I don't, I don't know that I'd be here. Yeah. And I think too, we come to such a space that like, you know, our, our stories, it's so funny looking back how everything makes sense the way that it happened. Right. Yeah. 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 Now and it came full circle and it's just always that's why I love starting off hearing people's story because it's always fascinating to me how what at one time was near-death experience turns out to be something where you're truly changing lives on a daily basis now isn't it crazy right it's, just, it's almost like you know I got my life back so now I, I it's my calling to be able to help others hmm. Yeah. Collective feeling one-on-one, right? Yes. Yes. I had a, someone asked me a few weeks ago and they were like, why do you share your tricks on like how you heal people and how you do stuff? And I'm like, that that's the whole point. Like then they go teach someone and then they go teach someone. Right. Or whatever it is, even if it's not teaching someone, right. If we, if my fitness training helps someone overcome overwhelm and reduce anxiety, whatever it is they go and do next, Courtney, they're going to be better at it. They might be a better partner, a better mother, a better daughter, a better employee, Mm. right? Which will then contribute to the collective as well. Absolutely. So uh, what is your favorite success story of a client that you've worked with so far? Oh my gosh. Favorite success story. Uh, I, you are I, such a Virgo. I can totally tell yeah. the organization happening. <laughs> you know, um, oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So I have, I have one client who uh, obviously it was close to my heart. Um, she had binge eating disorder and I don't even think we talked about food for like the, right. So she came to me obviously because she wanted to lose weight. And I said, wait, wait a second here. I know how this works. Um, the relationship that has to take precedent precedence over you and the scale is you and your body, then you and food, then you and fitness, right? I think so many people, because what she was doing, Courtney, is she was bringing joy into her life with food and then punishing herself with exercise. And the truth is, don't get me wrong, I love a good Ben and Jerry's, and I'm so grateful that Thanksgiving brings people together, but I could go either way with food. Food is fuel for my brain, it's fuel for my body, it's fuel for an excellent workout, but there's no actual attachment to it. Exercise is not punishment for my body. Exercise is me showing my body how grateful I am for it, right? So Absolutely completely turned both of those paradigms of how she related to food and how she related to exercise on its head to heal the eating disorder. Mm. And what did, was that hard for her or did she, cause can you explain to the audience if someone doesn't understand the difference between eating disorders, can you talk a little bit about what that looks like or how to identify if maybe you have that, you don't realize you have it. Cause I think a lot of people have a really yucky relationship with food and don't realize what it is or why they have it. Yeah. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure you could, you could speak to this and I, I, I highly encourage people to seek, um, like not professional as in I'm a certified personal trainer, but like an actual mental health professional, but there are several different categories. The first one, and I'm, 
I'm going to call it mild, but that's definitely not me saying it's okay. Um, orthorexia, and that is an obsession with clean eating. So this is someone who might not track calories, might not, you know, totally cool with carbs, but oh my God, they have to be quote unquote clean carbs. So everything is whole wheat or unprocessed or unrefined, right? Maybe we're not using salt at all. There is no sugar in anything this person eats, right? Chicken is boiled. There is no barbecue sauce. That's ridiculous. <laughs> then you can go, right? Then there's- like, there's I like bindi. barbecue sauce. I love barbecue sauce. Um, binge eating disorder, right? And this is where um, it's a loss of control, right? Because I'm sure all of us, again, Thanksgiving just happened. Christmas is on its way. We've all eaten more than, we've all eaten past the point of satiety on more than one occasion, but there's a difference. I don't know if you've ever been in a state of flow where you just like forget time exists and you just keep going either with, let's say a yoga practice or you're painting something or you're on a walk, right? So with binge eating disorder, you essentially go full dummy. Like you just keep eating and eating and eating. Yeah. Anorexia is the opposite. You stop eating for any number of reasons. Uh, and then bulimia is where you, you eat, but you also, uh, purge and this could be uh, laxative use. It could be vomiting. It could be exercise. Um, whatever you do, the calories end up coming out again. So if someone has, or is in the audience struggling with one of these eating disorders and they want to start truly working out in a way that's healthy for them, one, they have to take care of their health first and foremost. Yes. What does that look like to navigate from starting to heal with that when you are doing self? Oh, I love that question. Um, so I guess I can speak from um, experience with anorexia first. You have to stop moving. Uh, that's the truth because now it's a matter of, uh, unfortunately, life and death, depending on how, how bad it's gotten. Um, your body needs every last calorie for your brain to function and for your heart to function digestion, motility. It cannot afford for you to go out for a run, do a 60 minute leg day. Um, we need to conserve the calories. So again, unfortunately, and speaking from my own experience, I curtailed activity as much as I could when I was in the healing process. And then speaking to the other, the other three, um, again, this goes back to what we said before, what movement do you enjoy? What feels good and natural? What will you stick with? Do you like running? Do you like yoga? Do you like building your body? Do you want the community of CrossFit so that you see a bunch of other people who are focused on performance rather than aesthetic? So I encourage you to find something that fits your personality and your likes rather than just, you know, what might be best suited for, you know, weight loss or muscle gain. Like that you talk about being still, because I think that is a struggle because when we want to heal or when we start our healing journeys, we want it yesterday, right? Like of course, we don't yeah. want to have to sit still. Yep. Yep. That's so true. 
So if someone in the audience is listening and they want to reach out to you and ask you more questions, because I could keep asking you questions and interviewing you for hours, but if someone is struggling right now and really searching for someone to kind of get them on the right path, what is the best spot that they can reach out to you directly? I would say Instagram, um, because I use that platform a lot for education, specifically about mental health. And again, integrating mental health with physical health. You're never going to see me you know, demonstrate a deadlift or teach you how to squat properly. No, I'm going to teach you how to journal. I'm going to teach you why gratitude is important for getting yourself out of a funk, right? Uh, so my Instagram is at J-A-I-M and the numbers 91. So Jame 91. Um, and then just feel free to shoot me a message. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. And you guys, I'm going to put everything in the show notes too, because there are so many resources and I was stalking your page before and there's so much good stuff there. Like just uh, so much juiciness. I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for listening to the sweetest little life today. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, feeling a little bit more lighter, a little bit more free than what you were before you hit that play button. As always, please, sharing is caring. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to get feedback, um, guest recommendations, all the things. And if you're not subscribed, hit that little subscribe button before you leave today. And until next time, we will be hanging out soon.